Good day, good people. Michelle Dawes Bird here, and I am always super excited to be here. We're presenting with you today, Real Chicks Rock presents Real Discussions. It is Sunday. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, like it I is. said, in the neighborhood of Atlanta. And I just wanted to greet and thank all of our listeners here, first-time listeners that are checking us out. Let me tell you a little bit about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service, public speaking, mentoring. We have workshops that we do, and we do the by the arts, which is this media platform. We have been doing this for several years. I want to say seven, maybe eight. You do the math. First show was April 16th, 2016. You do the math. I'm not that good at math. So you figure out how many years we have been doing this. I did speak to someone and they said, Michelle, you have content. Because you've been doing it, right? That's right? nine years. Right? That's a long That's a long time of doing this. Seven, and I love it. Seven, We're here every first and third Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is no different. Listen, I want to get into this conversation today because this woman that is sitting next to me is extremely busy. She is busy doing what she loves the most. She's so passionate about her work. Today's topic is we are black history. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. We are black history 365. Please do not get it twisted. Yes. Don't get it caught up just because we get one month. No, we are out here doing the work 365 days out of the year, right? It's for other people in the month of February to celebrate us, but we have been doing it. Right? <laughs> yeah. We do it every single day. Every yes. day that the good Lord wakes us up, yes. we are out and about our business. And so today, my beautiful guest is mm. Charmaine Minifield. Hi, Charmaine. Hey, Michelle. How Thank you? you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. You are a very busy, mm. let me say, and productive woman because you're always doing something. Correct? It's true. It is true. It is true. You got something today, so we're going to get right at it. I want to ask you, where are you from? Is it Fort Wayne, Indiana? It is. It is. It It is. Small town. It's a small town. Mm -hmm. Yep. Industrial North Town. Really? Mm -hmm. What did what do they produce there? Is there is there something in particular that? Well, you know, um, if I recall, that my mother worked in a wire plant, Mm -hmm. and this is the industrial North. So yes. Um, I don't really know. Okay. Everything is produced. <laughs> okay. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cold winters, kind of warm. Cold winters. Yeah. A lot uh, of snow. snow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, grateful for the migration and return back to the <laughs> for that one. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So being raised there, what, what college did you attend? I actually, I left Fort Wayne mm-hmm. to come to Atlanta mm-hmm. when I was 11. Really? Yes. As a little girl with my mom mm-hmm. and my brother. Mm-hmm. And we lived in East Point okay. off of Stone Road. Yes. And um, back when Woodland High School mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. and But I was an M2M student and I went to Riverwood really? and Sandy Springs. Wow. So I they did. transported yes, you? Yes. I was one of the few, the last few. Yeah. Uh, M to M students. Really? And we got on the bus at six in the morning and uh, got off the bus at eight in the morning on the other side of town. Wow. <laughs> Sandy Springs, yes. And did that on the way home. So we got home at six o'clock at night. My, you had 12 hour days. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the way through middle school and high school. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Were there other children that looked like you at Sandy Springs when you were there? Um, that's what the busing system was right. for. The right, 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 right. There weren't. They and weren't. we all were on a bus and, mm-hmm. and taken there. And you know, I have to say it, it really like, um, it, it made us into strong okay. leaders. Yeah. You know? And we were all fight to power and civil rights minded mm-hmm. in middle school and high school. You like was, representation. Yeah, you was feeling like the little rock nine a yes, little bit. A yes, little bit. A definitely. teeny tiny bit. We even had some walkouts and all that. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You was an activist, an activist before you knew. Look at kid. that. It's true. The ancestors are on you so heavy. So when you put into these places where you're like, you know, the minority, actually the minority in number, mm-hmm. and you're, um, and you know, you have to fight for your place. Mm. We did. You did. Our parents stood with us, like, you know, so we come from a long line of the same. Wow. Wow. So we're there going to high school in Sandy Springs. What college did we attend? Agnes Scott. <laughs> In keeping with the same, <laughs> Agnes Scott. Woo. Okay, 
uh, first to go to college in my family line. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm. And, um, you know, continued the work. We There was a lot of activist work there. Well, that was the Rodney King riots. Mm. That was, uh, mm. you know, in we had... In mm. the 90s. And then we had a student who was expelled and um, uh, based on racism. And we all marched on Washington then, too. We marched to the president's office, actually. Oh. And we ended up the president's house, and we ended up... Um, Making a whole movement within the campus to have the president voted not no confidence. Wow! So yeah, activists. <laughs> and I was a I was a student leader. You All were, of this, I was you, president class president. Wow! Yeah. What was your major in college? Interestingly, art. Mm-hmm. It was art, and mm-hmm. that was really interesting because yeah. I wasn't political science or history or right. anything. I was an artist. You was an artist. I was an artist. Yeah. With a heartbeat. With a heart. And a conscience. Yes. And did not play. Like we we put our art out in public space to disrupt you know, the narrative. So he's a bad girl. Yeah, I was trying. In a try. good way. I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying. So so while you're at Agnes Scott and you're an art uh, major, when did you get this sensation or feeling that you wanted to really focus in on African-type art and history, if you will? You know, I'll tell you, um, being the activist I was at that time, by that time, and I always knew my blackness. Mm. That came from family. Mm. Okay. Great-grandma gatherings, that kind of thing. Okay, Uh, Mother had her her generation of activism in the sense of being, you know, aware mm-hmm. of the disparities and the oppression of black people in the West and worldwide. And then um, I was very into African history mm-hmm. and American history mm-hmm. while in college. Um, but what I think it came from was my religious upbringing. Okay. My, uh, I was raised Pentecostal. All right. And in the Pentecostal church, we shouted, mm-hmm. you know, and I always saw that as a form of possession. Yes, that mm. was, and I use the term possession, mm. which I would have never used back then. Right now, in hindsight, because I felt like it came from an African place, mm. it came from ceremony that, okay. that channeled some form of some manifestation in physical mm-hmm. in our physical bodies okay. of God. All right, and um, so you know, all of my work, you know, a lot of my work uh, that deals with memory is the retracing of that. Um, understanding of ourselves. So, yeah. so eventually I pursued African, um, um, religious and spiritual practices, mm-hmm. um, in my studies and, and journeys and travels. And that all has continued to influence my work too. And my identity. Yeah. I consider myself an African woman displaced throughout the diaspora by force. If they say, you know, um, I'm, I've been doing work with indigenous folk and they all identify with their tribe mm-hmm. and where their people come from. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're also acknowledging the land they were on. Well, I acknowledge that I'm the great granddaughter of Orly Fuquay, um, born in Indiana, mm. migrating from, you know, Central City, Kentucky, forced wow. migrations from Tennessee and forced um, settlement in Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina, mm. our first point of contact that, you know, that's our African uh, journey on this side of the water. And you know this without, um, with Ancestry.com stuff. You did it all on your own. Now people pay money to figure that out. And you've already did the work. You knew for a long time. Well, you know, um, I was that, I was that child that sat in my great grandmother's elbow all the time. All I didn't play time. a lot in, in the streets with other kids. Yeah. Everybody thought, what was wrong with her? But I sat with my great grandmother and my elders and, uh, listened to their stories. Mm. And, and, um, and then I, um, you know, of course, eventually traveled to Africa. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, my grandmother was short and dark skinned. Okay. And strong, she sounds beautiful strong, already. Right, right, right. right. And uh, we're seven feet tall, and the, the, father, <laughs> the men are all seven. And we all are women too. Uh, um, my my great grandfather um, died of black lung, coal miner in Indiana. Wow. Uh, they really like forged the city. Mm. They built the first praise house in in Indiana. So you know. Identity was always, you know, really close, mm-hmm. really, really important to me. Yeah. And so with you not only just studying American history, we have to attribute probably your great grandmother and the women in your family, because the work that you do today encompasses the importance of women. 
mm-hmm. in the role that they play. Mm-hmm. You are really, it's, it's ceremonial in your art. And we're going to talk more about that. The, the roles that the women played in it, the importance of it, the significance of it, even the colorism, mm-hmm. like colors mean a whole, thing for you. And we're going to talk more about that. So you being here in Atlanta, you went to Agnes Scott, you're an art major, you're activist on the side. When was it that you did your first project, if you will, as an artist? Do you remember? My first project. Mm. Mm. I was always painting. Mm-hmm. Um, community-based project is how I would probably frame that. Um, i Started muraling okay. in Atlanta All right. uh, to pay the bills and loved it because mm-hmm. it gave me a chance to work in community. And when I do a mural, generally, um, I, am, I identify a community member yeah. that lives in that area and began to tell the story of the community in the work. And I lift up images of women ancestors mm-hmm. in those communities to continue to hold space for our narratives mm-hmm. as those communities are shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. And I st- always felt like I, um, um, public iconography was important, you know, symbolism. Yes. Look at the monuments in the South. Well, for me, my muraling was creating monuments. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to also create them in scale, large in scale, in order to, in, you know, to invoke the awe mm. of our story awesome. as Black women and Black uh, ancestral women uh, in community. And so I would say I want to mark that sort of coming together mm-hmm. um, with my muraling. I partnered with a dope sister who's been doing historic preservation um in Atlanta, Dr. Candy Tate. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. her and her nonprofit organization, Culture Centers International. Mm-hmm. And we did a series of murals on the West Side. And um one of our first murals we did uh, was sponsored by do something.org mm-hmm. and it was of Adrian Herndon. And we worked with the Atlanta Beltline to put it on the West Side Trail. Nice. And um all the partners that were involved, Spellman bought volunteers that day, hands on Atlanta nice. uh, covered all of our materials. I'd worked with Hands on Atlanta many years mm-hmm. as a muralist. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the King holiday, we would do a, a King holiday mural together, nice. Hands on Atlanta. So we bought them in and we unveiled it in in the community during King holiday. And I would say that would be my first like community-based project. Uh, you've done, Charmaine, some amazing work here in the city. Um, and you've partnered or worked with some organizations that we know. You were um, a former producer at the MLK Center, right? You've yes. done some work there. Yes. National Black Arts is probably, is that, was that your baby? That was, was that, oh that was your love? My call to fame. Yeah. I would say I'm a, my signature time in yes. the city. Yes. Yes. Um, I produced the King Holiday mm-hmm. in the city. Um, nice. As, um, and thank you for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was such a special time. I really want to bring some of these things back. Yes. That was a youth serving. Um, project, the, the King Summit and whole families would come to the King yeah. District for leadership, uh, training, uh, in nonviolence. And we turned it into an arts festival, child. I mean, <laughs> literally. <laughs> We had, we had a, a freedom rally yeah. in Ebenezer. Wow. Uh, don't play with our freedom rallies. They were awesome. <laughs> awesome over the years. Um, and I remember in that project, our, my last, um, King holiday, we honored Mrs. King. Nice. And we honored Mrs. King and we did a whole tribute with Sonia Sanchez and Toshi. Beautiful. In, in New Ebenezer. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but we, but doing that was important. And then the National Black Arts Festival. Mm. Um, I was doing both at the same time, actually. Mm. One was a consultant and one was my full time gig. And the festival time, you know, I was hired by Dwight Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, the renowned musician, <laughs> pastor of First Congregation Church, head of the music um, division at Emory University, Dwight Andrews, yes. legend. Um, there, Deborah Richardson, also. Yes. I mean, activist, leader, women's issues in the city. Um, amazing. And the board of the festival back then, you know, that was Shirley Franklin. Yes. That was uh, Shirley Dawson. <laughs> the Franklin was, years. You know, like yeah. those are like luminaries yes. in the city. And they were my, I consider them my elders. And, um, and then I was an assistant. I was in my twenties and I was assistant to all of the curators and worked, had the honor of working with, um, 
with Ed Spriggs mm. and uh, Akua McDaniels and Peter uh, uh, Joy Peters and, nice. and Tina Dunkley. I mean, Ooh. Atlanta luminaries. I, I, iconic my, people, yes, yes. They were my it, elders. Yes. So during that time, our banner of work was on um, art activism, mm. artists as activists. And I continued that. Like mm-hmm. that, that resonated with me. I galvanized the next generation in that nice. work. And um, and then the next generation of artists uh, that that I worked with are all you know we I was a part of bringing um, Funk Jazz Cafe to the National Park. Nice. Shouts out to Jason Orr. Yes, yes. we like you know and all those you know. <laughs> so I but it, but it's so interesting because the arts community and field. Mm. I really have to say I I feel like I held my my place in that mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. And uh, though I was in the shadows, you know, as a producer, mm-hmm. I wasn't always on on the stage and seeing. Yeah. Um, but I I made it my point to advocate for, especially the local and the young yeah. artists, to be a part of the. Yeah, and and the people time. feel that, uh, Charmaine, they felt that they resonate that with you. They appreciate you for that work, mm-hmm. and they know. I mean, you walk in the room, they <laughs> people like that. We know Charmaine. You know, like you you feel the love. I did my part. You feel I'm the grateful. love. I'm yeah. Oh, Atlanta's home. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta is home. home. Yeah. It is a great because space. Because the family. It yeah. feels we are. We are an extended family. Yeah, the community the is awesome because yeah. yeah. we all pull together and you guys have wonderful stories of your contributions to the scene. And and there is a resurrection, if you will, or an ongoing yeah. renaissance, again. renaissance yes. or voice because shouts out to Kimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Your sister. Yes, yeah. Kimmy Bennings, yes. right? With, yeah, there you go. There you go. Everybody and just and just the, it, yes. the photo shoot, a great day in Atlanta. Yes, great day in Atlanta. And just the position of having leaders in Atlanta understand the contributions that artists like yourself have made for the culture and for the city and yeah. for the community. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that your work is resonant it's continued on and that people that have the same interests and desires have a place that they can call home and be led by you because you're iconic now. So you can pass on those teachings so we don't miss a beat, right? No, we don't miss a beat. We don't want to miss a beat. Let the wave continue. Yeah. Let the circle continue. Yeah. I mean, the elders, we're now the aunties. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's what it is. We're, we're cute though. And we're cute. cute. We're cute. Reverse aging. <laughs> Reverse aging. <laughs> we're cute because we're we are. Yeah, we are the aunties, but we're cute. We just, and we'll dance with them. We'll talk with them. We'll hold them accountable. But yeah, we are past. We are in a position where we're, we know better. So we should be doing better. And so we have to pour into the cups that are, that are like, like we're poured into us. Yeah. We have to. You were a lecturer at Spelman as well. Yes, I was. What did you teach? Was it art? Oh, I did. Now I taught figure drawing. With Fahamu teaching painting. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, Tamara Mad- uh, Natalie Madden wow. teaching um, uh, mixed media. Man. That was a powerful set of. Ooh. We rocked that department. <laughs> I mean, at the time that Spellman was making a decision <laughs> of whether they were going to continue the fine arts degree. Yes, yes. We were the professors and the students rose up to protest the decision to dismantle that fine arts department because we had converted scores of students to the fine arts degree. And that was where converted, like they had all left their other degrees converted, <laughs> like Pied Pipers, like pull, pulling people in. They were like, see, is the yeah, okay, okay. okay. And then, um, Myra Green yeah. came into Atlanta, came with Ooh. the photography on them. I mean, man, we really, and that was a lovely time too. Yes. I had a chance to work with, um, Andrea Barnwell mm-hmm. and bring students into the museum mm-hmm. and. Um, and just some of our other elders and luminaries over at Spelman. I'd always work with Spelman yes. in my role as a producer and curator, yes. but to be on, on the team was really special. Awesome. Really That's special. phenomenal work. Grateful for that. What chance. led you to make the decision to go to Africa? Like, I mean, you're having all of these beautiful opportunities, right? Doors opening up. The engagements are happening. You're connecting with fellow artists here. You can see you're depositing into people. You're resonating. So why would you want to go to Africa at this point? 
Well, I consider Africa an extension of all of that. I got you. I wanted to build a bridge. I got you. Uh, for both my family mm -hmm. and other artists mm -hmm. to do the work of Sankofa mm. and, um, and to unite the African family. Yes. You know, yes. from the continent there and into the diaspora. Mm -hmm. And I, like my elders and ancestors before, know that it's art and culture mm -hmm. that holds that. That is the stream of that ashe and that knowledge. So I was over there looking for land to build an artist compound yeah. <laughs> and got stranded. No, you did not. Yes, what happened? I got stranded. My flight was due back on March 16th and I couldn't get back. And I had Fumi with me, my little girl. Yeah. And so how long did that turn out to be that stay? Uh, 14 months. Wow. The borders were closed for eight months after that. And uh, I had already paid the rent on my um, compound, which was customary there mm -hmm. for a year in advance. And so I stayed on. Wow. Stayed on. Mm -hmm. After the borders opened, I stayed on. And I just used the time then to just be an artist in residence is how I did it. And I modeled what I was intending mm, to create mm. in Africa for other artists. Mm -hmm. And all of this is inspired by Kahende Wale's yes, Black Rock. Yes. You know, but mine is like Roots Reggae version. You know? Okay. Roots <laughs> Reggae. Right, right. In the, right, right, mm, in the, in the mm. Gambia. Okay. Um, And the Gambia has that vibe. Mm. It's basically like Jamaica over there. Really? They've been caught. They were colonized by the English as well. Of course well. they were. Who wasn't? Like they were all, uh, well, they were originally colonized <laughs> by the French. Okay. And uh, and thought their land wasn't valuable mm. because it was so small and was surrounded by this this river. But the waterways proved to be valuable in the slave trade. Okay. And they have six slave ports uh, in this tiny Wow. Two million, Six? two million, um, in population about the size of Georgia. And it's surrounded by the River Gambia. So it was like a drive through. Really? Yes. Um, so it is where we come from. Like it was wow. a significant port. It was a through, our... yeah, it was a throughway, yes, if you will. Yes, yes, Six yes. port. Yes. So when we got here to the Gullah Geechee corridor. Yeah. It looked like the Gambia. Mm. It looked like Senegal, Gambia, that whole Western coast. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so much of our Gullah Geechee tradition, mm -hmm. sound, food, definitely the food. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the rice in particular. Gold, wow. gold rice comes from the Gambia. I would have thought you were a Gullah Geechee. You have that. I am. My, Equa Verona is. You, you have that vibe. Equa I would Verona have never is, thought Fort Wayne, Indiana. I thought. It's the migration. You know? Migration of us. I but, got you. But by the, in Fort Wayne, we were cooking Gullah food. Cause you glowing. <laughs> I didn't even know that our, I was, I just thought it was black, no. not black. And then, and then in Atlanta, we call it Southern. Mm. But when you get yeah. to the points of entry into yeah. the country in the Gullah Geechee quarter, you realize it's Gullah. Yeah. All of it's Gullah. For and the, then over in the Gambia, that's, you should see the stew pots. It's the same. And when I was there as my artist in residence, I just followed traces of my great grandmother's memories mm. in recipes, nice, in materials and skills, and um, in movement practices. Mm. And that's the ring shop. Mm. She taught me the ring shop. Yeah. So how did I learn the ring shop in the Midwest? Yeah. Indiana? Yeah. Industrial? And it must have migrated in her body, mm. in her memories from what? So I, I used the time while I was stranded to follow and find, wow. find evidence of her. It was a discovery it time was. in your life. It was. And then to have your daughter with you, that's awesome. That was interesting. You know, because it, it could have been, well, baby, I'll be back. You know, it could have been a trip, like, well, that you couldn't take her yeah. and she could have been here. And that, that was a, a turn of events that had her with us. And it was just all divine. It was. It was all divine. And, and she, she was transformed. She came back like a whole nother. We all be both. Yeah. It was a, it was a paradigm shift and a little unsettling coming back. Like we had to sort of get our bearings and she certainly because of everybody and COVID and, and schooling and, and yes. all. but, um, me, I don't know. I, I have forgotten names of roads and how to get places yeah, and, I, and everybody's, you know, faces I knew with names. Yeah. <laughs> like you totally became, I became completely wow. oriented to Africa. Are you going to go back? Oh, I have a home now that I'm yeah. working to build. Um, we interesting. We, um, worked 
with a team of um, young volunteers and civic leaders mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. to do food drives during the during the um, quarantine mm-hmm. because they shut the markets down. And How do people the, gonna eat if the right, markets? But the, shut and down. then also, you know, the micro exchange mm-hmm. every day is mm-hmm. what fed families. Yeah. So if the market was closed, families didn't eat. Exactly. And if they didn't have the, you know, um, the produce growing in their own yards, then they literally mm-hmm. didn't eat. So mm-hmm. we did a, we did a food drive and we ended up with, uh, enough to feed a whole village for a month. Wow. And then we did that again, even That's after awesome. I returned. We yeah. did it, we did it, uh, three times now. We've been, we've been doing this, this drive. Um, but all of that, uh, led up to actually, um, our um, setting our roots down yes, there. Like yes. we, we did not stay in the tourist district. No, of course not. No, we were in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the bush. And uh, our our family there um, showed us the path to the indigenous gathering, mm-hmm. um, the celebration, mm. uh, took us to John John Bury, mm. a slave ship port. Nice. Um, uh, Jufere, where Kunta Kente was taken. We met the Akalo, a woman, throned a king over her brothers. When you met a woman king a before woman the king. movie came out. <laughs> what a king. Yes. You met people before king. we king. I have pictures of me with her and she's wow. passed, she's since passed away. Oh, I know, right? But just those magical experiences all happen, you know. And so, of course we have roots there now. Yeah. And I I've, I was able to uh, secure land in Sanyan, which is a beloved uh village there that with uh, access to the coast very nearby mm. and all of the villages is 14 miles of um, developed, um, like tourist developed mm-hmm. coast, mm-hmm. but Sanyan is the one that has not that few stretch, that yeah. last stretch um, yeah. has, has been held by the people. So I'm really grateful to be in Sanyan and we're slowly building our compound. Nice. Yeah. I want to Our goal is to be able to ultimately host artists. Yes. I was in artist residencies yes, yes. that want to also do their own Sankofa. Yes. Yes. Sankofa. You have rites of passage, passage written all over you. Like you're going to help other young people understand who they are, where do they come from, yeah. and all of that yeah. wonderfulness. But you know, the artists are the griots. Mm. The artists in Western and in the diaspora world, mm-hmm. we are actually the griots that mm. um, still have place yes. and importance yes. in, in uh, indigenous um, societies yes. on the continent. And um, so I just want to show like contemporary artists plug in mm. because once I got there, it was like a flood mm. of inspiration and channeling and direction and vibration. Mm. And it was like all of my ancestors wanted to tell me the story. They yeah. wanted me to tell their story. They wanted me to tell this story. Mm. And, and this, this story was mine. Mm. So like everyone plug in mm. <laughs> and we are and, yeah. and once you actually go home yes and you spend that time there you realize that wow i was never lost <sighs> it was always there yeah. i'm recalling things i've always known right ooh that part okay which is the ring shout ooh the ring shout mm-hmm. a traditional african american worship and gathering gathering practice mm-hmm. where we embody the memories of our ancestors to recall freedom Mm. Mm. Here on this side, mm-hmm. we hid the messages of our identity in plain sight. Yes. So we merged our ceremony and celebration into worship, which was allowed. Yes. Which was allowed. Yes. And we remembered ourselves. Mm. So I'm like, you know, remember. Yes. Just recall. And that message, that information, that highway of power, yes. Ashe, came through my great grandmother's line. Just remember, hold on. That's how I know how to shout. Mm-hmm. My great grandfather is a letter that he sent to his sister in Kentucky, Central City, Kentucky, on, this, on the sharecropping plantation mm-hmm. they were born on and told her they need a church up here for the children. Mm-hmm. So you all need to move up here mm-hmm. to be with us. Mm-hmm. And then that's when our still the sanctuary we gather in now. Yes. 
makeshift lop, wobbly and yes. <laughs> lopsided yes. and all that land on this small land in our hometown, now burgeoning town, mm. um, was built. It was built. And it was like, you know, just allow for yourself to go into those memories. Mm. And some of us see are yourself even, on the other side. Some of us, Charmaine, we're not even dreaming. You know, because of the rat race, the things that we have to take in today, we, we're we not even resting, right? Some are not even sleeping. We're not Michelle, even resting. We're not dreaming. That, I did not know that I had not really actually ever rested. See? See? I had never rested. See? See? And I think it's I think it's prescribed so that we can't tap into who we are. And I think it's, it's all tied into, I remember when we took the ship from the mainland in Senegal over to Gory Island. And then the same thing, experience emotion came over me when we did the same from the mainland over to the to um to the island in Jufare. The raging ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like the first layer of mind control. You're okay. not gonna make it back. Ah I got you. And then Everything else, the distance, the, mm-hmm. you know, all of the middle passage, then the oppression, then all of this, and then the capitalist systems that continue to yes. work us yes. in these fields. Right. That's of waiting consumerism, for you. Yeah. When you get there. Yeah. Consumerism. Mm-hmm. Like literally, we're still plugged into this yes. matrix of, of productivity and oh hustle and grind. We don't know oh my that we haven't rested. We haven't taken a break. Yeah. We haven't allowed the sun to just warm us. Yeah. You know, so in that during that time, you know, that was what the gift was mm-hmm. I was given. It's mm-hmm. like you're given rest. Rest. And you can just decide what it is that you want to do. You don't have any other obligations except just to Goodness. pursue joy. And there was Fumi, mm-hmm. my six year old, yes. pointing the way yes. to joy. Isn't that beautiful? So you know, Talk to great. me about this water tower. I saw it. I laid eyes on it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful mural inside. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I did, the wall, I did the water tower before I left. It actually, I finished it that year before I left. Awesome. Um, it was commissioned by the Historic District Development Corporation, mm-hmm. sponsored by the city of Atlanta. Nice. And the She's reason, just throwing a few names. People, I'm grateful. Ladies, yeah. I recognize my... My blessings yes. and my support and where it comes from. But yeah, and it's been closed and locked because we have to still raise the funds to create the ramp to make it ADA accessible. Ah. Yeah. So, but my studio is across the street yes. in the studio plex. Mm-hmm. Both are historic structures. Mm-hmm. The studio plex housed cotton mm-hmm. and the water tower protected it. Yes. It was the sprinkler Look system. at you. And so the mural inside is the first mural that I've painted on a historic mm-hmm. building that had a touch was of, of slavery or mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. to. And I did a rendition of the ring shout on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's an image of a little girl's holding hands. And I'm, I called it um, what do I call it? Cosmic Cipher Prayer Circle. There you go. Cosmic Cipher Prayer Circle. And the inside, we didn't even realize as we were painting it, because we were painting, you know, African fabric mm-hmm. with the colors of water is what we were thinking. Um, but the pattern in front of, I mean, behind little girls mm-hmm. looked like tentacles. <laughs> and the... The 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 image looked reptilian behind oh. it, scale. Oh. Like, okay, this is something more than what we anticipated. <laughs> and this the fifteen feet of the visual you see looks like just a slice of some other realm mm. that we must have opened. <laughs> and I closed the door to that water tower and only allowed black women to help me on mm, that wall. Beautiful. Yeah. And we did prayer and all that. Of so, course. So that water tower is sort of a juju. I consider it a black, it is. A black god. It is. is. In the middle deity, of the city. You know, I deity. mean, right on Auburn Avenue. Yes. Yes. Right at the cusp of the Beltline before yes. it becomes um, uh, Emmon Park. Mm-hmm. And and I just want to also acknowledge the, the support of the Historic District Development Corporation mm-hmm. in preserving the identity and culture of that district for our city all these years. Mm-hmm. M. Tominika Youngblood. Yes. One of the founders of HDDC who saved and repurposed Studioplex. Nice. Um, and my residency in artist studio and access to that water yeah. tower is 
a part of that legacy. Yes. And so we've been holding space for Black narratives there now for two years and excited about the continued programming mm-hmm. in that area and, and its connection even to the Praise House Project and the work that we're doing right now. So. What's your next project? So you got some things in mind? I know you support a lot of people. Like you love people doing some phenomenal things. Like Kimberly had her yes. exhibit. Yes. And, and so that was great. You were there. You were like 10 toes in. You were so excited. Yeah. Yeah. You are cheering other people as they're doing some work. But what do you have going what on? What do I have going on? Well, um, I, about 10 uh, cheering other people, I create in community. Mm, okay. Like the ring show. Yes. I'm inspired by the work of others all the time. Yeah. And it just feeds me and I feed them. That's what, that's how it sort of works. Um, the Praise House, mm-hmm. which was presented by Flux Projects at Oakland Cemetery in 2021 after mm-hmm. I returned back from Africa, mm-hmm. I bought footage of the ring shout as it yeah. was performed in Africa and mm-hmm. made us all a part of it. Um, it, it was presented at, at Oakland Cemetery to honor the 800 unmarked graves there. It went on to receive a National Endowment for the Arts Our Town grant. Nice. And since 2021, we have been beating these streets to raise the funds to match that grant to present the Praise House in three more communities. Um, and Kimberly's work is a part of creating <laughs> that praise house. Um, so over this next couple of years, I'm going to be presenting praise houses in the community. Nice. Um, the first will be at Emory and it will acknowledge their role in slavery and dispossession. That has been a journey. <sighs> That's really, really important and powerful. And we're glad to be able to do that one actually first because of the history and the, 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 um, you know, the, chronology mm-hmm. of it all, the order of it. So Very we're going important. to do that when that opens in October mm-hmm. and we're doing Kimmy Bennings is producing the opening ceremonies at Glen Memorial Church. Oh yes. There will be a community <laughs> choir. There's, <laughs> there's going to be dancing. If you plan to bring your tambourines, bring your tambourines. I'm excited. Okay. Cause okay. Kimmy don't play. Right. That's the opening <laughs> ceremony of the next praise house. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Then there's two more and we had hoped to have one during Juneteenth this year. Okay. Be the first one, but we have to hold off All right. and do it next year. Um, and that one's going to be at Southview Cemetery mm. and it will acknowledge the, the victims of the 1906 race massacre. Ooh. Southview Cemetery is the site of the, of the, the ending site of mm. Brownsville which was targeted by the white mob. Yes. It came from Five Point Station. Yes. Tore down Auburn Avenue and ended in Brownsville three days later, targeting both of those communities to disrupt black potential. Mm. So the Praise House in Southview invites reinvestment in that community. Isn't that as nice. an act of repair? Ooh. I've gotten a national fellowship. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Through the, through the... She didn't say city or state national. Go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, that's you. I'm really excited about that <laughs> because it's bringing attention to yeah. this work yes. that's yeah. happening in the yeah. South. Yeah. You know, a black woman forced migration north, but returned to the South and telling the story, you know, yes. in spite of Violent acts of erasures mm. uh, over history yeah. and contemporary. Yeah, the the effort of erasure of our narratives right mm. now. Mm. So, if this wasn't an ancestors foretelling, while well, I'm in Africa going, we got work to do. Mm-hmm. So we're in the business of doing this work. So that's going to premiere as a part of that fellowship that will culminate in in um of next year during Juneteenth. Awesome. So we're positioning that whole project for next year. Awesome. And then we have um a number of other target sites we want to see happen. Mm-hmm. Uh DeKalb County is one of our major partners mm. along with the city of Atlanta. Nice. And so we're going to put a praise house at Beacon Hill, which was the all black town that was erased and the site of a recent removal of a Confederate monument. Right. So we want to sort of introduce the idea of freedom monuments mm. um, into the into the landscape. Oh, and our collaborators are coming along the way. Yeah. So the opening at Emory yeah. is really a music explosion. But also we have a dance component where um, Dr. Julie B. Johnson, the head of Spellman's Dance Department, is our collaborator. And like we did for Kimberly, who premiered the digital and technology. Yeah, she um, did. It was beautiful. Was on, it was so nice. You know, Kimberly is a... a 
uh, uh, an alum of Georgia State. Mm-hmm. So we activated a partnership with Georgia State and their creative media industry lab for her to just flow in over this next Beautiful. year and a half Beautiful. while we do these projects and so expand the so, digital media so component. so strategic. So <laughs> the dance folks, dance folks are going to bring the shouters. Yeah. From Darien, Georgia, and we're going to record them in a giant green room and capture them as a motion yeah. capture. Ooh. <laughs> the elders, the elders performing the ring shop in digital space. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. So that's what Julie <laughs> B. Johnson and Guy and Mata. Yes, yes. Guy and Mata, they're going to perform at the opening. Ooh, you they're going to perform the song. Yeah, yeah. Right to Freedom. You got to have them. <laughs> and that's the music. And, um, and then I'm trying to big up all my, you know, music scene because I yes. see the work that Salah Nansa. Yes. Shout out to Salah Nansa. What, what? All yeah. our DJs. Yeah, all and, of them. Kemet. As them. Medicine. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they are shaman. <laughs> They're shaman and women. And, um, Salah, who mixed and, and, and composed that amazing mm-hmm. anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, and the vocalist, um, extraordinaire, Malisha Jesse Taylor. That's nice. Will be the center point of you know, uh, the opening ceremony. So I'm, you know, you if I can just activate all around and, and really the truth is I'm on not just my collaborators, I w- and I'm watching the community all fold into this prayer yeah, yeah. of remembrance mm-hmm. and ancestral veneration yeah. and holding space mm-hmm. and holding spaces that are sacred, like Morris, uh, Morris Brown, Brown. And, 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 and all the whole MLK court yeah. and lifting up, you know, historic preservation mm-hmm. and, as mm-hmm. important in mm-hmm. community and, and revitalizing communities based on black narratives that are valuable instead of erasing. Yeah. Them. So even Easily. So we're we're on a path of um, also we want to do, you know, I'm learning to say what it is that I'm visioning okay. as affirmation to okay. it manifesting and becoming. OK, that's what I'm doing. But I also have to acknowledge I'm have to fundraise yes. <laughs> yes. to make it so. But I'm calling in the abundance mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in that way. That's this national fellowship. Mm-hmm. That's the National Endowment for the Arts, Our Town Grant. Yes. That's the. A partnership with the city and the counties of, of the metro area to just, and the colleges and universities yes. that have to grapple with this history, mm-hmm. you know, um, in an honest way and, and, and calling it all is a gathering. Yes. You know, the same way we gathered in praise houses before. So that's what's on the horizon and, and praise houses are on the horizon, mm-hmm. but I also have my own fine arts practice mm-hmm. and paintings that I do. I yes. do the exhibition at, at Emory Indigo Prayers, and I have a new series of those works that I'm working on. What too. is your favorite color, Charmaine? Tell the people. Well, I would say <laughs> indigo, 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 indigo. You don't have blue wall. Yeah. Indigo <laughs> um, in the Gambia. That was awesome stuff, mm-hmm. Michelle. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up in a indigo compound run by all women. Mm. And here I am, like, you know, don't know what's going to happen next and what's going to happen in the world, just following my intuitions and and desires. Ended up in a compound of women who look like me. Mm. Beautiful. Fulani women, right, Uh, who are the keepers of indigo in the Gambia. And that's the indigo that I paint with now. Mm. Um, So my goal is to take my indigo now to my points of migration yes. in my family line. Okay. And do a series of works in each of those nice. spaces. And that's that's sort of what I'm on. And then uh to that end also we want the Praise House to tour. We want Indigo Prayers to tour. And the next stop for Indigo Prayers in particular is um in Athens nice. at the Linden Museum. It'll Very open nice. it'll open for Juneteenth this year. This year. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Thank you. Is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you would like to? Oh, my goodness. Um, that whole wing of folk in that area of town. And over there, I want to just activate all of those folk. And then the legacy residents over there in South Atlanta. I just want to be able to, you know. It's a whole I, bunch of people. Ooh, it's <laughs> all, it's, it just never ends. And that's part of it, too. Like, Part of my fellowship, yeah, we have a we have a mental health counselor. Okay, and artists understand this because some of our ancestors in the arts, you know, it's 
their story tells the story of how difficult sometimes it is to hold mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. uh, the the imagination mm-hmm. of of what we do in our bodies, yeah, and what comes from that, and just instability and how are we going to manage all that? And I remember in Africa when I felt literally the flood over my body, like physical movement of energy and ideas. Wow! I had to tell the ancestors. I need to prioritize and maybe hone in on just maybe two or three at a time. At a time. So that's how we ended up with Indigo Prayers, <laughs> Praise Houses and Ring Shouts, and Artist Residencies. Like that, we could do that. Let's do that, you know. Yeah. So I'm on that same okay. prayer right now. Okay. okay. Whenever I finally paint, I have <laughs> narrowed all of this down and come to full stop and rest again. Mm-hmm. And I'm beginning to tell my story again. And that means that I have to like allow my curiosity to lead me into the next set of relationships, the next collaborations, Mm -hmm. the next communities, Mm -hmm. uh, and the next sets of history Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. really want to delve into. My personal history is where I'm on, but for the work, I'm really interested in, you know, moving almost in a spiral manner in the region and beyond to just continue to tell Black narratives and and let it become contagious in communities. Where's your folks from, Michelle? Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah, the West Indies. The West Indies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you done the, any of that? I haven't uh, done research any of, I haven't done any okay, of that. Okay. So who's the eldest, eldest ancestor that, I mean, that you knew before they passed in Jamaica? My, my grandmother. What was her name? Daphne. Daphne. Daphne Alberta Rod. Okay. Do you know how she ended up in Jamaica? Her mom. I, and I don't know if it was always there, if they came from London and migrated there, or vice versa. But there was always a connection between Jamaica and London. And, London. and then some ancestors moved to Toronto. So okay. it's always been okay. that. And then, yeah. you know, we went, they, they went to New York and that's when okay. I came along. So I'm first generation born here. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's, I, Ooh, I wear how that, cool is that. I wear that proudly. All right. Yeah. That means you have access to yeah. narratives beyond these shores. Exactly. In just one generation. Yeah. And then there's this triangle yeah. in your own family. Yeah. Okay, so London. Mm-hmm. What happens for me is that I start going, ooh, let me go into these archives. Yeah. Let me go to do this research. We are we have access to the slave ship voyages database. Ooh. So and and the database is intracontinental. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to my I'm able to trace the migration of my family mm. to Fuquay Varina. Wow. Okay, and then intercontinental, so I can find out where they came, what port they came from. So I really want to get into yeah. some of that, but I didn't do the the formal genealogy. Right, right, right. You did it on your own. I follow memories, mm-hmm. and I'm finding evidence of cultural identity mm. as memories, evident in my own Beautiful. body, yeah. in my own relatives that I knew. Right. And now that's where that came from mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. space that I'm seeing it yeah. as completely viable. Mm. And it matches any actual genealogy that I'm also It's all finding. in alignment. So, you know, I'm encouraging folks to join me. Yeah. Join me. Yeah. And the goal is to actually like, you know, Stan Seth is doing a, a freaking cruise. Yes. To, to, to Egypt. Egypt, yes. Like, when can we get on a diasporic um, journey? Yeah, that is just you know a Sankofa. Make it return, happen. Make it know? happen, Sherman. Yeah. And do it like make travel it happen. To all. We're all make it happen. Yes, we're here to salute our elders in the yeah. village that we come from. We're also here to to preserve or in the south, come yeah. to the south and come to the yeah. to the um, historic burial grounds yeah. where your ancestors are, and do community service and invest in the historic yeah. preservation of those of those spaces. There are some of us that know there's a calling on our life. We don't know where it resonates from originally, but we want to see it to fruition. And even if we can't find it within our own family line, we know within community, right? We'll be working amongst the right people doing the work, right? And passing it on to those, maybe our children, our children's children that have that desire and an inkling to know, and they'll pay it forward as well. So I thank you for all that you do. Yeah, we're going to have a, we're going to have lunch one day. It'll be a working session. Because then you can show me how and what to do and how to research and find my people. 
people yes, and all that kind yes, of stuff yes, and do that. You know, I'm inviting folks to do that for Juneteenth. That's like that. Let, let that yes, be the PSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, since we don't have a praise house up at Southview this year, I invite everyone yes. and we'll be working with Winnie Hemphill, the descendant of one of the, its founders, mm. who's the current executive director at Southview. You must tour Southview. It is stunning. It's a stunning monument of black achievement. I will. Um, established in 1886 by six once enslaved, now mm. business owners, um, acquired land. That story is interesting. Everyone who rests there, luminaries. Wow. C.T. Vivian, um, yeah. J- John Lewis, yeah. uh, Hank Aaron, uh, the, yeah. all the King family. Yeah. Um, Gene- Geneva, uh, Geneva, uh, Hagerbrooks, mm-hmm. all. So take a tour mm-hmm. of Southview Cemetery. But plug into their historic preservation efforts. Okay. And others. Mm-hmm. Like, where does your family right, rest? Right. Find out what is, who's managing that, yeah. that lot. Mm-hmm. Be involved. Mm-hmm. Find, create a fund. Mm-hmm. Create a, my, you know, a, a, a Sankofa return to those spaces too. Mm-hmm. Like, come to the South. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even Penn Center. I love me some Penn Center in South Carolina yeah. on the Gullah Geechee Corridor. You know, like, it is. It's. It's. Those are our spaces of home Beautiful. as well, and you can see our points of entry, and then also go all the way back to Africa with it. Awesome. How can people find you, Charmaine? Find Where can me? the people find you uh, on social media? Social media. What's happening? Can we find media. you on Facebook? Instagram, oh my goodness, y'all website, pray for me. I'm getting emails. all of my infrastructure together okay. because I am now an actual institution. I yes, have my you own. Are. Nonprofit. Congrats. <laughs> Yay. Yay. The Praise House Project, Inc. Nice. Established in 2021. And you can find us at praisehouseproject.org for that. Nice. But my own uh, uh creative practice is charmainemenefield.com. Okay. So check me out. And then I'm, I, I had to say prayer first about my infrastructure because I am working on mm-hmm. uh, my social media presence for mm-hmm. my brand, mm-hmm. Praise House Project. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find me at Black Angel ATL. Oh. On Instagram and then Facebook is me, my name, mm-hmm. always. I, I keep it real and, and stay connected as much as I can. And, and I repost everybody's cool stuff. Yeah, like I saw thing. you. Yeah, you that's do that all thing. the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You pass it forward. So pass once you come, supporter. Pu- once you come to my sites, share my things and then yeah. pass it forward. But our hashtag, Praise House Project and Remembrance as Resistance. Got it. Got it. I want to help in the feeding the people in your community since you do it three times a year. I like to do what I can to help as an extension because we're bridging the gap. You need help. You need help in Western to help. Yes, yes. And and over there, they're they're facing climate change. Real, real time. Like real time. Real time. Yeah. Like the ocean is behaving differently. Wow. Folks are in danger. And um, the floods this year because the rain never stopped. And it, and and they have like their makeshift infrastructure where they all come volunteer and fill up, fill things and dig stuff mm. and make it make the water move. Mm. Couldn't keep up because the rain was it just wouldn't nonstop. stop. So we're preparing for the next rating season this year. Okay, and we're talking to as many um, uh, community and global relief efforts as we can to bring investment into the Gambia. So Sounds good. look out for that too. I will. I will. Thank you, Charmaine, for Thank your time. You. This was amazing. That's my time. You know me, Real Chicks Rock. I'm everywhere. Find me on Instagram, Real Chicks Rock. I'm on Twitter, Real Chicks Rock. I'm on Facebook, Real Chicks Rock. We got the website, realchicksrock.com. Go copy your t-shirt, subscribe so you can get our email blasts and our blogging and subscribe, like, and share to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Real Chicks Rock. Until next time, let me leave you with this. May you live to be 100 and I live to be 100 minus a day. So I never knew that beautiful people like you had passed away. Until next time, be well, take care, and continue to rock on. Thank you for checking out Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next show.